We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys wanted to do the Indianapolis Colts versus Washington Commanders preview video for you guys. Going to be doing a couple different videos with a bunch of different people from a couple different podcasts uh, today. So believe me, like I would like to have somebody, but we're going all over the place with, you know, separating ourselves with doing a bunch of different podcasts think the uh commanders fans are just interested to hear our opinion about sam ellinger and things of that nature so uh yeah we don't have anyone here but i'm glad to give you guys this report needless to say this game is definitely going to be played a lot different than what people thought right we we started this game or we saw this schedule in the off season right and we saw indianapolis colts versus washington commanders the commanders coming into town who we just traded our best quarterback to. And that was Carson Wentz. And sure enough, Carson Wentz gets injured uh, two weeks ago and has to get thumb surgery or hand surgery. So he is unable to play football at the moment and he's not going to be able to return. And then on top of it, you now see the Colts benching their quarterback that they brought in to replace him. And now Sam Ellinger is going to be the quarterback, right? So a very strange dynamic going on here for both the commanders and the Colts. You're going to see a bunch of different things going on in this game that this is one of those few games where it is really hard to pick a winner in this game because you have two new quarterbacks coming in. Now you can't necessarily say Taylor Heineke is too much of the new for the commanders because Heineke has played considerable amount of minutes for the Washington commanders and they know what to expect from him. They know how to get the best out of him. We don't know about Sam Ellinger right now. We like to think that there's a good chance of seeing some improvement, but that's uh, going to be for talking about here later. Uh, let's kind of get into the uh, injury reports here. I said in a previous video, the three people, the two main contributors in this game, you can expect 
to see the Colts potentially miss is uh, Quiddy Pay and Grant Stewart on the special teams. That seems to be the only two guys right now that are not expected to play in this game. Now, when we go into their group of people, uh, you have a couple guys that didn't practice. Obviously, like we mentioned, Carson Wentz is not going to be playing in this game. It's going to be Taylor Heineke being the uh, full-time quarterback there. And then Jahan Dotson, their number two wide receiver, he is going to miss another week, and uh, he won't be playing in this game. And, you know, that definitely is a big blow because, you know, Jahan Dotson got off to a fantastic start early in the year and then, you know, just hasn't been able to recover with the injuries recently. He has had 22 or 12 receptions this year for 152 yards. So, you know, was a key contributor early in the season before his injuries. Uh, And then when you go back to the rest of it, uh, uh, the other one is William Jackson, the third, he, there's been trade rumors with him and there's a question on whether or not he's going to play. Uh, Logan Thomas, uh, was a limited participant at practice as well over the last two days, been practicing with a, uh, brace on his knee or, uh, yeah, on his leg. So that'll be interesting to monitor. And Diami Brown, who, uh, has only had three catches this year. You know, hasn't really been much of a uh, a useful weapon for the commanders all season dealing with injuries and not getting involved in the offense. There's question marks on whether or not he's going to play. So it'll be very interesting and they're already missing their right tackle, Sam Cosme. So it'll be very interesting to see how the commanders make up for a lot of the missing weapons that they might have on offense in this game is going to be different. They're going to miss their number two wide receiver, their number four wide receiver. They're going to miss, they're missing one of their tackles. They're missing uh, maybe their number five wide receiver as well. They're missing uh, uh, maybe potentially their tight end. So it'll be very interesting to see how their depth gets tested against this Indianapolis Colts team which has already had a pretty solid defense. And when, if Shaquille Leonard were to come back, you know, it could be very interesting to see. And then of course, Chase Young being on the defensive side of things, he's not expected to practice till next week. Uh, He's had an injury all off season and all season long, and he still hasn't come back yet. So don't expect him to be back into this game. Uh, So that's one of their biggest defensive weapons again being missed. So the Colts injury wise are a little bit better on that front right now than what the commanders are coming into this game. But of course, when you talk about what the commanders can do offensively, uh, we know Taylor Heineke. We know Heineke normally is very smart with the ball. You know, it doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a guy that can run when given the chance to, He's much like Sam Ellinger in a way. Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke, to me, really play a lot of the same. You know, they'll move when they need to, uh, when they feel there's a play open, and, you know, very conservative with the football. uh, Sometimes they'll throw it deep on occasion, you know, but they, for the most part, these guys take care of the football. And the rushing department, I don't think that we need to worry too much about the – the ability for the 
of commanders to run the football in this game. I know that over the last like four weeks, the Indianapolis Colts have not done a good job of stopping the run, but this last week they did a better job of containing uh, Derrick Henry. And he was only averaging four yards a carry through the, uh, with uh, the top three running backs from the commanders, Antonio Gibson, who's kind of taken somewhat of a back roll a little bit since Brian Robinson's come back. Uh, That's one where uh, he's had 273 yards this year. He's he's averaging less than four yards a carry. Brian Robinson since coming back is only averaging three and a half yards a carry. JD McKissick is averaging four and a half. But then again, he's only ran the ball 20 times this year, so he hasn't really been much of a contributor in that regard. But uh, again, I wouldn't anticipate us struggling too much with stopping the run. I trust Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner in the middle to be able to handle that workload. So wouldn't worry too much about uh, that. And of course, the ends did a better job last week of covering the outside zone as well. So I expect the Colts to continue to forefront on that. Uh, receiving is where it gets dangerous, despite the fact that I said they're missing out on some depth. The pieces that they do have is definitely very concerning. Uh, obviously, people refer to Terry McLaurin, Terry Scary McLaurin. Um, Scary Terry, man. I mean, he is fantastic. Uh, this year, 27 receptions for 440 yards. Uh, fantastic one number one wide receiver has two touchdowns on the year. Uh, Curtis Samuel, their number two. He's had 39 receptions this year for 340. So McLaurin actually uh, almost doubles the average yards per catch uh, that Curtis Samuel does, which is very crazy to think about. But then again, Terry McLaurin is more of that deep threat uh, hitter. But then again, when you look at the running backs, their number three and number four leading wide receivers this year are Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Uh, and Anthony, Antonio Gibson with 22 catches for 170 yards. He averages seven and a half yards per carry, almost as much as Curtis Samuel and JD McKissick uh, averaging six and a half with, 24 catches for 159 yards. So they do uh, get their running backs involved a lot in the receiving game. So I would not be surprised if they continue to go that route due to the fact that their wide receiver depth is being tested in this game with only their number one and number two really being the only ones that are readily available and used often. So This Colts defense really needs to do whatever they can to try to influence Terry McLaurin to not beat them. Uh, That needs to be the game plan is not allowing Terry McLaurin to get free and to get easy one-on-one matchups because one thing that Terry McLaurin does really well is winning the contested ball. There's very few wide receivers in the league that are better with jump balls and 50-50 balls than Terry McLaurin. So you need to make sure that you're you're keeping an eye on him at all times. Uh, if you can do that, then I feel very confident in this team's ability to uh, create havoc for the commanders and being able to get pressure. The Colts' defense uh, defensive line has been doing a much better job of getting pressure on quarterbacks over the last three or four weeks, three weeks, really. 
So they need to continue to do that. And, you know, this offensive line certainly uh, isn't the greatest thing in the world. They do have Charles Leno, who was the former Bears left tackle that got traded. He's been good. Other And they do have Andrew Norwell, who is a pretty solid uh, interior lineman. But other than that, that's really all you have at the moment. So I feel confident in this Colts' ability to get uh, win some of these one-on-one matchups and be able to uh, get some sacks. So, And you need to get pressure on Taylor Heineke to try to force him to make bad throws, especially with this defense and what they're trying to do. Now we go to the other side of things. Again, with the Colts, you just don't know how this offense is going to look, right? When it comes to uh, how this team plays with Sam Ellinger in the backfield, right? I mean, there's just, we just truly don't know what it's going to look like and we'll have to see how it goes. But I think that as long as Sam Ellinger does not commit stupid turnovers, then they should be okay. Uh, when you look at some of the sack totals, uh, they still, they even despite missing Chase Young, this team still does a fantastic job with getting after the quarterback. I mean, they've got five guys on the defensive line that have at least three sacks on the year. Uh, so that's definitely something that is uh, very helpful for the team. If you look at the Colts, I mean, the Colts only have uh, three guys that have done that and Quiddy Pay's not playing and he's one of them. So, you know, they do a much better job of getting after the quarterback in this game, in, in most games than we do. Uh, Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen, their two interior defensive linemen, both have three and a half sacks each. And then Jamin, Jamin Davis, their linebacker, he's got three. And then Montez Sweat, one, their defensive end that they used with our pick uh, two years ago, he has three sacks. And Odaba, who's the defensive end that's been covering for, uh, that has been covering for Chase Young, he has three sacks on the year. So, you know, they they all consistently get pressure pretty much. So it'll be very important for them to be able to uh, do that. So we'll see how that goes. But that is another tough task for this Colts offensive line to have to deal with. And Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen are definitely big boys in the middle. And I, I think it's going to make it very difficult to – run the football up the middle on this team. Uh, you need to be able to try to run those zone, uh, those inside or outside zone combos with Jonathan or with Jonathan Taylor in this game in order to try to create some separation on the outside rather than on the inside. Cause we know that this Colts offensive line's not been doing well with blocking as of recently, uh, especially in the past. But Really, I don't. I don't think there's any corners here, guys, that truly concern me uh, with trying to lock on our wide receivers. The Indianapolis Colts with Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and uh, Alec Pierce all have the speed and size matchups that you would want for Sam Ellinger in his first game to try and take advantage of some of these. And then, of course, you know, trying to get the tight ends involved. We'll see how committed they are to making that part of the game plan. And if Sam Ellinger can actually get that done, because we haven't seen a lot of Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson or anything over the, uh, like two of the last three weeks, you know, that really hasn't been 
uh, much of a thing for the tight ends, right? So uh, hoping we get to see more of Jelani and of Kylan Granson and of Mo, you know, things like that. I hope that we get to see more of that in this game, trying to help out Sam Ellinger. So other than that, guys, I, I guess I might as well give a prediction right off the bat. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, but I probably would go with a final score of, um, I'm going to say it's Sam Ellinger's first game. I'll say it's a final score of uh, 17 to 14 Indianapolis. I think it could be 17, 14 Indianapolis. I think that the Colts defense is going to stop uh, the commander's offense just a little bit more than what the Colts will have with ours. I think Sam Ellinger will get his first win. I think it's very possible that that could happen. Uh, I just think that it will be a low scoring game because you got two quarterbacks coming in that haven't had much playing time this year. And it's just going to be one of those situations that you're going to have where defenses are probably going to reign supreme in this. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let me know your thoughts, though, on this game and on your prediction for the rest of this going forward. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.